2: Hello and welcome to day four of Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2016. Day four! I'm your host Mark Packham, joined today by uh, Matt Knight. Hello! Jay Cross. That is me. And Joe Branton making noises because he's excited because today is Best Bass Product 2016 and Listener's Choice. We are uh, four, what, five hours into recording, six yeah. hours into recording, something like that. So uh, yeah. it's um, all become a blur. And and I don't know what faces. time everyone got up, but I was up
0: super early to get here
2: as well. So um, it's been uh, worth it. I like hanging. out Ella on. got up today. Ella's going to France for one day. She's going to Paris for one day wow. today. That sounds great. Right. You so rich. Um, she <laughs> is. Uh, someone bought her a ticket. I'm like, it's long story, but anyway, one she, way ticket. She got up at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it you? She was like, <laughs> "Was it you?" Yeah. <laughs> Thanks mate um she got up at half four so i've been up since half four which is you know so if i flag a little in the base uh i, uh, I got episode. home around then i think yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway so today we are discussing the best base product 2016 um to join the already selected reverend billy corgan Grit streamliner double cut boss Katana 50 honey boy five war echo line roadrunner rocksmith bright switch barefoot buttons Boss ESA, Ernie Ball St. Vincent, Yamaha Transacoustic, and Ranger FX, uh Dwarf Bleep in our final tomorrow to decide oh. what is the best gear of oh. 2016. i missed, I'm sad that it's nearly over. Oh know, know, I know. If you've missed the previous episodes, do go and check back from Monday to now. Oh, well, you've just spoiled it. Well, oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, I've just ruined it. Um, so uh, forget what I just said. Go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> you can and- listen to it for the fun conversation. Yeah, you'll yeah, find how arguments. we got there. So today, Joe Branton, this is your domain very much. We're talking best base product 2016 let's do a quick rundown of what's in the list and we can start knocking things off straight away so Seymour Duncan studio base compressor tech 21 base fly rig 5 the ashdown rootmaster 800 the orange four stroke head the pv mini mega head the electromonics base preacher uh, the boss bc1x the Orange O bass, the EHX bass clone, the Fender Flea Jazz bass, the Orange Crush bass series, the Doctor RFX Black Magic bass fuzz, and the Mark Bass Nano Mark three hundred. So straight away, there's a couple of products, a couple of doubles there. Do we want from Orange? Are we- oh, it's good that Orange have well, Orange have have been great at releasing sort of you know bits and bobs this year.
3: Three. Mm. Three whole things. Three whole new editions. Indeed. Well, we did say
2: that it was only one product per That's brand true. per category. So do you want to keep the O-Base or do you want to keep the Crush base series? Well, there's
3: also the four-stroke.
2: Head. And the four-stroke yeah, as well. Yeah, I didn't say, even notice three, that. Three entries on there. Well, I'd say
3: we'll lose the Crush base series. Okay. That said,
0: th- it's very, very good. can't go back. There's no such thing as an on these it's computers. It's very good,
3: the 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 um, Crush but It probably is the best... Practice amp for bass out there, especially because the cabs are all ported, even the the small sized ones. But um,
0: I don't care about practice amps, especially. Okay. so it's probably not going to win. Um, one um, thing I think doesn't need to be on there: bass clone. Okay, because we I just,
2: I just think. Well, I just think. Well, let's let's deal with the orange uh, stuff because yeah. there's two so, there's still two orange pieces: the O base or the four stroke head. What are you getting rid of?
4: Does oh, the O base really belong in the it list? Doesn't need well, to exist.
2: Okay, in, in general,
3: should, as should I as a have taken
2: that? Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's a it's really a very, weird one. It's run. a
4: very weird base. It's very It's not very a weird. bad base though. Like but, it's, it's but the good. But my it's my my
0: problem is is that they've kind of gone, "Hmm, we need to we we need to make there's, a, there's, a base. We need to make some bases, but we haven't really got anyone to design a base." So, and I, you know, we could just find a factory that makes a base. It, it you know, it reminds me of the flea base. No,
3: no, no, mate. The, the this was Ferringer. designed from the ground up. Really? Yeah, just, the guitars weren't. It, it the was, guitars were not. Yeah, this suddenly, okay. Because I might be. Thinking, I thought this it was the, what's his name, Aid. I thought it was like the yeah. guitars. It is Aid, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, as a bass player, he, he was he was very involved in the design of that. In right, fact, you okay. couldn't be more wrong because there are even things like <laughs> didn't do he, a very good job then. Well, no, it, but
4: well, I think he it did. It's a Cold. great looking bass.
3: <laughs> but even things like the precision pickup that they've chosen to put in is is a few like centimeters um to closer to the neck than it is on a fender and that was a conscious choice by A okay. To create a sort of
2: subbier um, more uh, vintage sounding. There's the actually
3: loads of design work. That's I'm going to say,
2: is the four stroke different enough from the Ob1 series to deserve but a it's place? But so, it's completely different. Okay, well, it's, what would you rather keep, the four stroke or the orange O bass it's, it's difficult. I think the four
3: stroke is is great because they've introduced a they, they've tried to go for the opposite of the Ob1. It's a completely clean platform head that has its okay. own compression and hmm. and multi a uh, multi band sort of EQ i think they're they're great and they've really orange have really upped their base game recently from just having the obviously they had the terror base which really wasn't very good but it was sort of a an affordable entry level valvish head for for base players um and obviously they have the um oh what's it called the head the a d two hundred which yep. is uh, which is fantastic but they the the having the o b one and having the uh the four stroke are, are two like really cool, very astutely marketed products um, for for base. It's a very cool thing. The O base, I understand everyone's really like the pr- the only problem with the O base is that it has, says orange on the headstock,
4: and I think I don't. It's, I don't think it's that's difficult. a problem. I don't think that's a problem at all. I just think it's a very it's just. I, I personally, I just don't like the design. Really, you don't. I see.
3: It's a it's a single cut Les Paul style design. It's really but good. With the, the finishes sort of look great.
2: Pickup just slapped in the middle. Really? Like I know you say yeah, it is but placed, but it just doesn't look like that. Right. Okay. I
4: don't is know, that well, not it's just, just because deliberate. of what we? Yeah, used to. I, just, I think I just,
3: everything about it is well designed. So they've gone for like a super seventies look. The neck is like big, deep, thick, and fat, and has a Rick style headstock. Like the, uh, it's it's a decent bridge on there. It's a better bridge than you get on Fenders for the price point. For and me, then, for me, like, the
2: just the design elements just don't hang together. Right. Like, that's that's. I just that's think weird. I just I think, think it's, it's not a, a good looking instrument. So straight. I mm. think it is. The 70s, it's exactly right for Orange. For
3: that company, yeah. that is exactly the base I think they should do. It even comes with... Uh, you get two scratch plates with it, so so colour, so you can choose. I think it's well cool. Would you it's wa- a great wa- product. Would you rather keep that or the four-stroke head? Well, it's difficult. The four-stroke head is a much more serious product
2: um, because it's something... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to push you. We need... To nail this so you down guys to all dislike the O base, right? Because d- it's
3: not just me voting on right?
0: it. No, no. It's no like, of course it's not. I just think for me, I just think in just terms just of bases, just a bit ugly. Not even necessarily. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't necessarily like the look, but I just think it's not I don't a get product. That.
2: I just don't think it's a product that Orange necessarily needed to do. Yeah, I've, yeah. Firstly, I don't know why it exists. Secondly, I think it looks. Like, hideous. Hideous. If, you know, Orange, you, Aid's
0: a really good guy, and you know he's an amazing engineer. And obviously, being a bass player and having a chance to personally involve yourself in the making of an instrument is fantastic. But do you necessarily then need to actually make that instrument?
4: Orange have, Orange have done some very weird stuff this year. Like, we didn't, we didn't even talk about like the headphones. Yeah, they brought out the headphones, and like we spoke about it briefly. But if you've not watched the documentary that they put together about the headphones it's so weird and i like i don't th- basically they put together this like 10 minute documentary that suggested that the only thing that cliff cooper wanted to do was create headphones that's what he wanted to do you know back in the 60s he wanted to create headphones but he didn't have the money to put the necessary R&D into doing it. So he was like, well, look, I can build amps. So I'll just build amps for a little while and tick over until I can get these headphones ready. And the last 50 years or whatever have just been him building up enough money so this that is, he can produce out, these is, this headphones. Is, this is tongue-in-cheek. Which is yeah. tongue-in-cheek, of course. But, like, it's just so weird because, well, like, the obviously it's a joke documentary, a mockumentary, but, like... So few companies would well, have his, the have the galls to yeah, try yeah. and get away with doing this. Yeah. Is the, the, the thing it just, is... It seems like they're doing some weird stuff at the moment. Well, point. they have.
3: That's not their only odd advertising campaign. They, of course, ran the Obi-Wan versus four-stroke head video where they got a couple of... I can't remember the names of the bands. I think the guy from Mastodon and the guy from Hell Yeah because I think they're actually brothers. Right. Yeah. Um, and they got them to uh, base off against each other in sort of a fake, like, 70s... X Factor style show in the middle of a cool, park. Like yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I was going to say. I think this is a, a really not where I expected you guys to fall on this orange stuff. In the what we're talking about is a cool old seventies brand release, a cool old seventies base, and then you guys don't get why they've done it. That makes perfect sense. And then a big brand make accessory products like everyone does, and unlike everyone else, they they go. It is a bit. Funny that we're doing these accessory products. Should we just take the mick a bit? And they release yeah, that's, great that's advertising. It's like, it's, yeah,
4: that's fair.
2: That's it's fair. really
3: honest advertising. I think I've, I've
2: got no problem with that at all. I just, I just think the O base doesn't look
4: very nice. <laughs> I'm just not a huge fan <laughs> of. I'm not a huge fan of of the O base. Fair enough. For fair me, enough. it's the not a serious product. The four stroke mm-hmm. is. I, I'm not into it personally. I can see why you would be into it because um, you know, you need to be able to pay attention to those. Stupid, like mid frequencies, go on, whatever. Go it does it doesn't matter, does it? Let's be honest. No, um, and a compression control, whatever. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I just I, think I don't the, think it's as good as the OB series. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
3: fair enough. Fair enough. I think yeah, we, we'll cut the O base.
2: Okay, we will cut the well, OB. got a
3: decent honourable mention. Man.
2: And the two uh, Electromonics products on here, the Base Preacher and the Bass Clone. Mm-hmm. Which one's sticking around? Uh, well, the the base uh, the base
3: preacher. Um, which is their compressor um, should stay okay so we're losing the base clone the base clone is obviously just a just a a base frequency version um, of the small clone yes Um, but is I, it chorus. I use the small clone yeah, on yeah, bass. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. So yeah. It
2: yeah. So, do you want to give us a quick rundown of what's left and why you think they deserve to be on here or do not deserve to be on here? Okay. Well,
3: we've got some we've got some cool things. So, we've got the Seymour Duncan Studio Bass Compressor, yeah. which is um Seymour Duncan aiming to create a multiband compressor, which we did a video of it. sounded pretty good, I yes, seem to it's remember. Yes, very good. It's very good. And um it, the the thing that that has that makes it great is that you can blend in your clean signal with the compression which as we've mentioned loads of times is a really important element of using compression on bass because it allows you to not have an overly squashed tone and it really helps with if you play more aggressively with sort of keeping some of that attack that you lose uh in compression so a really cool product from uh from seymour duncan i seem to remember the price point for this being pretty good yeah 169 dollars is what they're sitting at which undercuts the mxr bass compressor multiband undercuts the um the boss uh bass compressor which is 200 quid um the boss bass compressor is also on this list yes i was uh, gonna say
2: we've got three compressors on here yeah now. so we've so got the Se- let's talk about
3: them together then we've yeah. got the seymour duncan studio bass compressor the boss bc1x and we've got the electro harmonics bass preacher um, the Electro Harmonix is the most different from all of those because the Electro Harmonix is a traditional um, uh, so analog compressor with its uh, with the sort of traditional like MXR uh, super comp style control. So you've just got volume and sustain. And then I think you've got a little toggle switch which allows you to switch the attack between fast, medium and slow which is totally pointless because I've known no bass players who would use a slow <laughs> attack on on a compressor it's not what you use it for but what's great about the bass feature is it's 59 quid yeah which kind of yeah which undercuts an awful lot of other things on the market that said it is basically a sort of Dynacomp voiced for bass yeah um I know I'd probably still buy a Dynacomp um so, which leaves sort of the other two, which are
4: great. So we're saying out of those two, we're going to knock the bass preacher yeah. off this list. Okay, fine. I think again, it's worth pointing out that um, Seymour Duncan just flying under the radar with yeah. cool products. Great pedals, yeah. We like talked about the vapor, trail the vapor and trail, and the Palladium <laughs> didn't make it into the into the top. But we still few, a great product. But it's still yeah. a great pedal. They just they, you know, they just keep they keep plugging away, keep doing it. Great, great company.
2: Few other comparable things on here: the uh, Markbase Nano Mark 300, the PV Mini Mega, um, and I guess that's it for mini heads. Yeah. Well, how do we feel about those? Or oh, he didn't like either of them. Um,
3: actually. Actually, I think the PV is pretty cool.
2: Well, you're unbelievable.
3: So, so the uh, the PV is a thousand watts. It is. It's a, it's a thousand watt head for six hundred and nineteen pounds. Yes which is pretty cool yeah fine yeah it's a, it's a small head but I actually really liked the Mini Max which they brought out before this probably a year yeah. previous which yeah. was which was PV making a super like uh, this will fit in the front of your gig bag sort of oh head. they were tiny yeah but they were cool they were perfectly good now these sort of things are always going to s- suffer with Class D um, power sections because it just means that everything sounds a little bit a little bit crap <laughs> Uh, oh, it's fine
2: if um, it's can, fine if you want to play can clean. I, can I jump in because we went and tried this out, didn't we? We did. Oh, compared yeah? to the Mark Bass Nano Mark three hundred, what did you think, Jay? What was your what were your opinions of
4: those two? The f- head and shoulders above the PV sat the Mark bass It was why, why is it's that? so good. It sounded so more so much more open. Yeah, it was louder. I thought it, I thought it sounded more like if what you're aiming for. I mean, certainly what I'm aiming for with a a bass head is. Something that sounds like a uh, an Ampeg SVT without having to carry around but an Ampeg SVT. That's absolutely
3: not what the Mark Base will have it, because it the,
4: totally does. It, it sounds, absolutely it sounds, sounds like, wicked. like that. It sounds wicked. Well, you
3: really enjoy that clipping sound, do you, when you push the game? It
4: didn't clip, honestly. They were
3: really good. There's no such thing as a solid state amp head that doesn't clip when they're, you push the game.
4: They were really good. No um, such thing. Jay, you, been invented. You, I, I thought, I, I, like, as much as I enjoy. You biting at Mark's ankles when it comes to Mark base. I really don't understand how you can play that head Look, and I not love be into this.
3: it. I love this. I'm on the Mark base site for it. They've got bullet points about it. What's the number one bullet point the weight? Unbelievable power to weight ratio. Well, that's yeah, the, mean,
4: but that's
2: the selling oh, point of it. That's, that's the just anyone. Ridiculous. It's but, not but. It isn't I don't re- care. I care
3: you, about yeah, what it sounds you, like. Yeah, but you don't they, care. The thing is,
2: okay. that's quantifiable. You can go, this is very loud and it's very small. Now, whether you like the sound or you don't like the sound is very difficult to put into a bullet point. That's personal preference. What they can actually put at the top of that list is they can say, this is very loud and it fits literally into the front pocket of a gig bag. It's so small. Yeah, I love that. That is cool. That is like cool. You could. I could if go to make- this practice I've got to go to tonight with just a a gig bag and I yeah. could take my amp and That's my cool. guitar in
3: and I, I don't mind mini heads that actually are mini like the rest of the Mark Bass range actually aren't, aren't small enough to fit in the front of the gig bag no. before they defeat the point and you still have to rack mount them if you don't want them to break so defeats the purpose <laughs> completely but this is cool the size is very cool the, the thing it's missing is the two features that I actually like about Mark Bass which is their vle and vpf yes they've gone um, away from that on yeah, these yeah i know i the vle i think it's and, and actually coming back to completely what you say that you want something that sounds like an svt yeah vpf like, is the way no to no no, it. no the vle vpf is a mid scoop so yeah, that's yeah. the way to make it sound very modern the vle is a loudspeaker emulator the, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it enhances like your subs and your low end which is great like it's, it, it makes mark bass sound vintage when you use the the vle it's yeah, the they take the top end off, basically. Yeah, exactly. But also in, enhance like your sub frequencies as
0: well. So, so
2: it's just for quality in terms of the build quality. I think the Mark Bass Nano Mark III is so much better than the PB Mini Mega. It's, um, it's
0: weird because for me, I'm I'm not a bass player. <coughs> really?
2: No, you yeah. have been in the past. I have you, been you in the past.
0: Play, I have been, and I used actually to play all, a Mark Bass for I did, guitar. Didn't you? I, uh, yeah, I played Mark Bass for guitar as well. And I just, I look at the PV, and although it's got the Cosmos on it, which is one of the greatest little rack units of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super sub-technology. It just looks...
2: There's it, two things. I just think it looks a bit cheap, and it looks overly complicated. And that, that is kind of the feel <coughs> that I got from it when we went and tried it out. The Mark base you literally just plugged it in straight away, and... It sounded loud and big sounding the pv just sounded really boxy even really? though it's got so much power there okay, yeah. um, okay
3: well I, i'd be willing to keep them up base
2: in it's, it's you know as much as i attack them they they make good quality it's, stuff it's a really good it's a really good amp honestly yeah, sure. should we lose the pv mini mega off this yeah, list i yeah. think so okay fine so two more comparable <laughs> things in the orange four-stroke head and the ashdown rootmaster 800 yeah this is very much your territory yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, the Rootmaster series by Ashdown—they um, uh, they re-engineered them uh, this year because the Rootmaster series has existed now for a couple of years, um, which was the Rootmaster was the reinvention of their mag series, which yeah. you see in basically every pub backline up and down the country and yeah.
2: rehearsal rooms and everything.
3: Exactly. Um, the Rootmaster series. Um, struggled the first time around by not really being loud enough they were really quiet really for the yeah. rate for the rated outputs they were so quiet exactly um and so they um they re-engineered them and they've re-released them now with with chrome uh with chrome face fashions uh, they, they used to have like a black and white thing um and they are now much louder and much much better. So the the Rootmaster 800 is obviously 800 watts. I do tend to think that's like too much, like 500. I've never, I've never struggled to get a very clean tone from a 500 watt. I amp. mean, 500 watts is so loud. I know. So it's, so yeah. I don't. I don't quite know what this trend is for 800s at the moment I guess it's like people who are after absolutely flawlessly sparkly clean monster rigs basically yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's, it's cool I think 800 watt heads limit you when you're sharing cabs because not all cabs are going to be rated hashtag not all cabs better. yeah <laughs> right. exactly
2: um, so if you had to lose one of those which one would it be? um the orange four stroke i think is really cool
3: what makes it tougher for me is it's absolutely not the product for me like it's orange trying to actually go outside of orange's comfort zone which is like rock and roll stuff and they're trying to make something that is more mark basis territory not in terms of weight but in terms of a sessiony sounding cleaner
2: and brighter exactly and and i
3: just don't think anyone looking for those sorts of things will ever look at an orange will ever even consider an orange mm. so it's it's a bit of a I can see this product being discontinued relatively quickly
2: it's a weird name as well isn't it? the four stroke it's uh, like they've they got did,
0: they've got the like the, the two stroke booster was it two Yeah, yeah. The, yeah
2: it's booster? like it's weird that it's kind of nearly shares a name with one of the pedals <laughs> that's completely different and it yeah. also is so different from the rest of the you know yeah. it's ob1 and then the the, the the power
4: rating yeah and then yeah. the power rating it's so, it's so it weird it seems weird that they didn't at least go like FS1 for, if they're going to want to call it I the 4-Strike the weird
0: thing with Orange in general at the moment is that they've got some great products but they kind of you know they had Tiny Terror and they kind of like changed the entire market and then they've had loads of other amps but they've only really ever sold Tiny Terror and now they're kind of like oh what, oh, what else what else now? can we do now and, yeah. I th- and I think it's yeah I think they're trying to find their feet Fun. and like yeah yeah you know a different part of
2: the market so are we keeping the orange four stroke or are we saying goodbye to the four stroke I think the Rootmaster is better you you want to keep the Rootmaster Jay well I said it's not just up to me well I know I know. I would prefer the
0: Rootmaster I think is that what you use is that what
2: you've got no I use the um,
3: I use the ABM series which is sort of their pro series the Rootmaster is their entry level series of stuff I think the Rootmaster stuff sounds great it sounds like perfectly reasonable as like a rock and roll bass head um it suffers from the same thing that a lot of entry-level stuff yeah. does: is that I probably wouldn't want to put one in the back of a van. And, okay, and you know, so and we're it's bas- not very easy to rack, man. They haven't made it in like a, a rackable chassis. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really.
2: Basically, we've got we've got eight products left. So if we're going to lose three, I think we should lose one of those two heads. Yeah, I'd
3: say. Um, uh, let's lo- lose the four stroke, I think. Okay. So, I don't think there's a market for it.
4: Fine. I, I also, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think it's as good as the I think that
3: just
2: speaks volumes, you yeah. know. Um, so, we've still got two compressors left the Seymour Duncan Studio compressor, which we've spoken about a lot, the BC1X that we've yeah. spoken about from Boss. Which would you rather keep? Well, should we should we speak about some of the other bits that we haven't mentioned? Oh yeah, yet? okay, let's do that then. Yeah, through, so so they? also on this list we've got the Fender Flea Jazz
4: Bass, which, the only remaining bass, yeah, the actual bass,
2: yeah. Which oh yeah, there's not been a huge amount out this year, has there? So no, that's kind of the, very uh, very little. I mean, we yeah, this is these
3: these are, are certainly the best bits. There have been some other things like as usual, Ibanez have brought out five or six hundreds new, sort of new models of Van Cole,
2: yep,
4: sported. Burst, just hard
2: to get of, excited about them for this sort of list, when last year there was 10 new yeah. ones, and then the year before that there were 10 new and you ones. And
4: you know that yeah. none of them are going to stick around.
2: I know, and next year, or six months' time, there'll be 10 new ones, yeah. and so, yeah, very difficult. But this, I mean, the Fender Flea really stood out, because, yeah. as we've talked about uh, in podcasts that we haven't recorded yet, but will have come out before this one, Fender are changing things a lot in the line, and... It's been a time of a bit of stagnation for them. Like, obviously, classic vibes have been really good for Squire, and vintage modified's been really good, and the classic series has always been really good. But there has been... A, I mean, apart from the dimension base, which we've never really got excited about, there's not been much new stuff. No. Um, and to see a cool new signature model... Signature models are really where they're doing the innovation, I guess, at the yeah. moment, or doing fun stuff. Um, I mean, we, everyone knows that... Apart from you, Joe, and maybe you, Matt, we're not uh, that bit huge fans of the Chili Peppers here. But you know, Flea is a really well-respected bass player and kind of an interesting dude. Ah, um, and, and this your bass first
3: mistake—it's—it's not—it's um, not based on a, a bass that he especially used for the Chili Peppers. No, no. Uh, well, okay, fine. This is, I, I realize this that, is the bass that he uses specifically for. He um, is
2: intrinsically tied to that band. You yes, yes, so.
3: is, is. But this bass is the bass that he uses for all of the atoms for peace stuff. Okay it's based on his and he has used it a little bit on some chilli pepper stuff yeah. but, but he uses it alongside a, a, a precision bass which was the precision bass that he recorded uh, Delaus in the Camatorium by the Mars Volta on single greatest album of all time uh, but he sure. uses uh, his real 1961 jazz bass
2: and this how close is this to
3: that so it's close-ish because it's not a custom shop so if if so what this is the, the fender Flea jazz bass is a faded shell pink Beautiful. 61 jazz bass with a torque guard rosewood board and uh concentric stack knob controls and a flea neck plate and a flea neck plate yes <laughs> um but it's it's a completely his his bass is unbe- that is unbelievably cool this is a essentially a road worn relic version Most, of that,
2: much like they've done with other people. You know, the uh, Nate Mendel was that's right, yeah. There was a Mike um, Dern uh, road worn, wasn't there yeah, at one that's point? Right, so. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a heavy relic than either of those two.
3: I thought the Nate Mendel was an excellent an excellent example of the relic. Mili- you always thought it didn't look good, the relicing on the no, Fender. No, I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was subtle enough that they got away with it, because the problem that these guitars' mass-produced relic jobs have is when there's too much of it, it looks obviously mass-produced. Well, it was
0: like the early road-worn... Fenders were like, re- like the neck was so heavily relicked Yeah, yeah. It it looked too fake. Yeah. I just I don't I think it was maybe the color and the way that they're reliced because it's slightly thicker paint, so it kind of looks like it's been cut out rather than kind of naturally worn. Um, and I think the subtler color of the flea base kind of fits in with the relicing
3: really slightly nicer. Yeah, I, I, it's just because there's too <clears throat> much relicking on the flea base, so it, it looks. Quite fake. I thought when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is clearly the best thing ever." There is actually a pink. I love Stacknop sixty-one um, jazz bases anyway. So the fact that there was a pink version of that for under a thousand pounds, that was amazing. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to be absolutely brilliant, and then I actually got to see it up close.
0: And I was like, oh, it's really not very convincing. I mean, in the words of Flea, he says it's been a base for so long, I guess it stopped being a tree a long time ago. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: (laughs) It makes real sense. (laughs) It's made of real tree wood. So, you know, that makes sense. So I just think... So I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. um, And a
3: really, um, really welcome addition. But but actually, I think maybe... Where's
0: it? Whereas it's innovation in a
2: way. I, I yeah,
3: I would kind of I would spend a thousand pounds elsewhere, I think.
2: Let's talk about the last thing on this list and then we'll cut a couple of things and put them into uh, into order. So the last thing did you add this? The Doctor No Effects black magic bass fuzz distortion? I didn't, no. Did you add this, Matt? I did not, no. How did this get on the list? Jay, was this your one? This wasn't me. Okay, so we're gonna delete this from the list, right? It's I mean, Doctor No Effects make some good stuff, but this you
0: know we've talked about them before, but as a bass fuzz, I did listen to some of the things I just think great, but you could spend money elsewhere. I think I think once again, fuzz on bass is so difficult to get right. Yeah. Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. yeah. So difficult to get right.
2: I don't know how this ended up on the list let's get rid of it it's gone um, so we've got six things left we need to get rid of one Seymour Duncan Studio Base Compressor Tech 21 Base Fly Rig 5 which we haven't spoken about yet we should talk about that now so we've talked about it a lot in the main podcast though, haven't we uh, certainly I the think, the Fly Rig series I think
0: this is my favourite product um,
2: I, yeah I
3: absolutely love this product um, I loved the Fly Rigs like when they when yeah. they first came out uh, and and even the, the Richie Cotson signature one that, that came out after that but i thought the idea was brilliant i love the size that they've managed to actually get this into the sort of size and shape it is and that their Sansamp quality effects like that's super high end like their their pedals are sort of 200 pounds plus a pop yeah and you're talking about four of them ish in a board for 300 quid
2: that is so fantastic
3: it's absolutely and, and the, means- absolutely the answer
2: for, for like session players yeah. wedding bands particularly for bass as well because people. like generally bass players you don't need that many effects no. there's four or five essentials that if you're doing a covers gig yep. will cover 95% of the song so yep. why not buy them in a box that's you know, it's multi-effects done right. They're super high-quality individual effects that are kind of mashed together rather than, you know, going down the digital presets and menus and stuff like yeah. that. You don't have to fuss with any of that I stuff.
0: You look at the front panel and you go, compression, great. Boost, great. Tuner, great. Sansamp, great. Oct- octave, great. Chorus, great. XLR and headphone out. Yeah. Like,
3: of the octaves, that, the octave can also be a fuzz octave. You get that oh, option just- on a little switcher. <laughs>
0: But having the XLR out, because I think if they hadn't put the
2: XLR out, it would have been the, wor- the worst yeah. product. You could turn but- up a gig, uh, you know, if you're doing a functions gig, for example, and have, like I said, ninety-five percent of your songs covered, and you don't even need to take an amp necessarily. You know, yeah. as long as the PA is good enough, yeah. you could turn up for a wedding gig, and you know, wedding gigs—the hardest bit about them is getting the stuff yeah. there, probably, yeah. and dealing with drunk just- people. But apart from that, it's you know, it's getting your bass amp on stage and stuff. Whereas yeah. this. You know, someone takes the PA. You turn up with your gig bag, with the bass, with the fly rig five. That's everything that yeah. you need. Yeah. Well, the exactly. only thing,
4: the only thing I think this is missing that would make it really top notch is an effects loop. Yeah, and we just, said that about the other
0: fly rigs, though. Yeah. you Said it'd be nice to have one between the Sansa and the first distortion. Completely. Yeah. I
4: think if you could, if you could just, if you've got like a pedal that you really like an envelope
2: filter or something, which for bass is quite.
4: Yeah. yeah, if you just have if there's like a thing that you really need and you you know it, that's the only thing that I think is missing from from the fly rig series in general. Now, how the the thing is is that it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole with that. You could you could quite easily but say, like, well, you need an effect soup in between, in between, between each the, one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and so I can understand why they haven't done it because yeah. I think that you could it would be too easy for them, and then all of a sudden the pedal is. You know, is is twice as long. It yeah. won't fit in your gig bag anymore. So, <laughs> just imagine that
0: the size of a guitar case, like yeah. four or five, it comes foot in long. its own case.
4: So, you know, that's the only thing that I think is is maybe a slight shame. But other than that, I, j- I don't think it could be faulted. Right, I think, no. I think the
3: uh, the amp that comes in the the actual the preamp element of it is. Um, is the VT as well yeah, rather than yeah. the driver? So, so it's you the Ampeg get, voice, it's yeah, so almost a character product. It. it is device. an absolute I'd f- I'd f- say it's At the right, right price as well. Yeah, at the, rice price, at it the right the rice price. price.
2: Um, so, with that in mind, uh, which of these products are we going to lose from the top five? So, Simple Duncan Studio Base Compressor, Tech 21 Base Fly Rig 5, the Ashdown Rootmaster 800, the Mark Base Nano Mark 300, the Boss BC1X. Uh, and the Fender Flea Jazz Bass. I, I'd I, say probably the Rootmaster at this stage. I think that, for me, that would yeah. be the one that has to go. I was almost going to say bass compressor only
0: because there's a compressor in the bass fly rig. Yeah, we've got no, no, three... There's no. three compressors,
3: but the, the BC1X, um, I did a demo video for it, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. Like a, a, a great...
2: Um, Alternative to multi-band compression, yep. it's just yeah. really clever. Definitely, definitely. So d- maybe the R- Rootmaster eight yeah, oh, hundred. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, you did, you, for someone who loves Ashdown, you didn't seem super impressed.
3: I think it's great, but it's not. It's not the product. If they would released, um, if they released a, a new sort of ABM series head with um, with more drive in it, I'd probably be singing its praises.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so got...
4: unsurprisingly, the best bass amp of the year. It's the Mar Bass. Yes. I mean, we could have told you that from the start. So, we've Before got... It, Joe, we've we've got, got, work on narrowing it down.
2: We've got five things left. Any suggestion on what we want as our fifth best product of the year? Now, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but the Fender Flea Jazz Bass, Joe, you sounded a little down on. Like, you oh, said no, it was good. I, I think it's... Yeah, it's But it, it's is good. it a top two?
3: No, it's not a top two. It's cool because it's great that... I mean, Fender are notoriously so boring when it comes to colours. Like, that, they're in standard ranges, so... They, they want you to pay the bucks to have interesting yep. colours, so it was great to have a cool colour, but I just wish it hadn't been road warm.
2: So we're going fifth on this list? Yes. Okay, fourth on this list. Which one? We've got two compressors which could vie for that spot. Yeah, so out of the two compressors, they're quite similar. The Seymour Duncan
3: Studio-based compressor and the Boss BC1X are both aiming at a similar place. They're both, well... The the boss is, is not multiband, it's it's more complicated than that. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of the tech? Multi, yeah. Multi- yeah. dimensional processing. Um, but they're both that sort of uh that sort of concept, so proper compression. Make gooder. Make gooder uh, compressors for rather than sort of squashing your, your sound traditional yeah. uh compressors. Um If I was gonna get one, I would get the the boss BC1X. Um, because I don't think I've ever heard Anything I've never plugged in a compressor and it sound good before I knew what the controls were doing. Yes, you could dial everything at twelve o'clock and it will find a way to make your your signal sound mm. you, that your your bass sound good. Try doing that on um, uh, a, a CS three. Well, I guess and
4: yeah. when you talk about the CS three, I guess that's the, the that's the benchmark here. Yeah. Well, is and also the BC one X had to be. Better than, but it's not one of the biggest selling boss pedals not the of all same time. Thing. Yeah, no, no, wait, the, I appreciate, I I appreciate that. That's the difference. Like, it's the MDP that's making of, the difference. Of course, of course. But like, if it didn't sound as good as the CS3, mm. what's the point of then? Doing? No one would have yeah. bought it. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's my point. It's and it that, does. Whilst it's whilst technically it's a different thing. Yeah. it's not, is it? It's the, they're both compression pedals, and they are both someone other than other than Joe someone like someone's going to choose one or the other mm. you know I, you, obviously and also unless you're a compression enthusiast you're only going to have one no and one would be that weird well i weird. would but that's it that's my <laughs> point and like yeah. it <laughs> had to be it but had to be better than i think what's you've always argued is the benchmark for a compression pedal yeah absolutely always all, been the what else is nice board. is it runs at 18 volt which yes. for
0: headroom obviously if you're pushing some things it's nice especially if you've got an active bass
2: how does everyone feel about putting the Seymour Duncan studio based compressor as fourth on our list of so. best base gear for twenty sixteen? Third on the list, we've got so we've got left the Tech Twenty One Base Fly Rig Five. I'm thinking that we're going to put that at number one. I don't I know think how so. you guys feel yeah, about I this. I think so. I, I, yeah. Oh, no one's disagreeing on this. I one, know. I it. know. Well, we, we've already said that is a perfect product for base. Yeah. 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 Um brilliant. So it's down to the Boss BC One X or the Mark Base and Nano Mark Three Hundred. All, th- all, the, all the Mark bases is a slightly smaller chassis overhead. They already
3: made. They, I, there couldn't be a blender I, thing.
4: I don't think it's easy to argue with what he's saying I think you're correct I think it's a very much a
2: third place product with the Boss BC1X coming in second so um, that's our best bass gear for 2016 that's cool and there's five really good products I'm really glad that Tech 21's in at number one me too 100% so fifth is the Fender Flea Jazz Bass fourth is the Seymour Duncan Studio Bass Compressor Third is the Mach-Base Nano Mark three hundred, second is the Boss BC One X, and topping the list is the Tech Twenty One Base Fly Rig Five, as described by Matt and I as the perfect product for base. Which it really is. Yeah. Talked about all the different situations it can be used in. Um, let's have a couple minutes break and we'll come back and Oh do we need a break actually? We're just gonna discuss no, let's di- just go straight li- to listeners' it,
0: Gear of the Year. Unless anyone
2: desperately needs to
4: Does stand up. Does anyone need
2: to pee? Um Good. Now well, good. So um, So, as well, uh, joining all the other products that are already through to the final, um, we uh, went on to the Facebook group. Oh, this is laughable. Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum and asked you, dear listeners... Um, you know, what are your choices they've, of the year? They've actually
3: selected Defender American Elite Telecaster.
2: Yes, they have. So, <laughs> they, not as number one, I should say. So, listener's choice, basically, we put it out. We said, all right, nominate the products that you want to nominate, much in the way that we do for each of these categories. Then we got people to, um, if they got seconded or someone else mentioned it in the thread, they went through to a poll where we got people to vote on it. Nice democratic poll. Mm. Um, and the five that made it, that had the most votes are... In number 5 The Fender American Elite Telecaster That is unbelievable At 4 The Earthquake Earthquaker Avalanche Run At uh, 3 The Boss Katana 50 At 2 The Squire Affinity Strat FSR Sparkle and at number one, the Reverend Billy Corgan signature. <laughs> nice to see that we're on the same page for the bulk of it.
4: Well, we are indeed. No, what are you talking about? It's a fix, isn't uh, it? Our, our, no, our, yeah, listeners,
2: yeah. <laughs> our listeners know what is good. So, um, and the, the,
4: where, the, where did the Earthquake uh, ever launch?
2: run come from? I
4: absolutely it, wanted to bring it, got, it up because I don't know any... I can't...
2: I don't know anything about it it got mentioned in the thread someone seconded it in fact it was mentioned multiple times in the thread um, and yeah. oh it's that
4: one did, is that isn't this year did, is it it is yeah, yeah yeah
2: they released like 18 new pedals yeah, at I NAMM remember, or yeah. something I remember. or Summer NAMM I think Yeah. Um, and yeah it got the fourth most votes out of, uh, out of anything that's in the thread that's so. a big pedal a lot of people have been using that for yeah, the yeah. ambient stuff yeah, yeah. so Billy uh, Reverend Billy Corgan signature is already in our final um, because it uh, did well in the best guitars of 2016 the same ES8 last year I think it was, was indeed so going end. through to the final is just the Squire Affinity Strat FSR Sparkle goes through to our list so gentlemen we've got our finalists cool holy moly we have indeed so we've got oh we don't get to we don't vote those uh, we, They just go through As what? they won It was a completely um, Democratic poll Yes no. it is You can't get your Grubby mitts on this one Corrupt Branton <laughs> um, So Go <going laughs> through the, the, the final um, Of The Guitar of the uh, Guitar of the Year Gear, gear of the year guitar nerds gear of the year 2016 which we will do tomorrow is between the boss katana 50 the honey boy 5 watt the echo line road Runner, the t-rex replicator the rock stock bright switch barefoot buttons boss es8 the ernie ball st vincent yamaha trans acoustic the ranger effects dwarf bleep the Reverend Billy Corgan Signature, Squire Affinity Strat FSR Sparkle, the Tech 21 Base Fly Rig 5, and the Boss BC1X Compressor. <sighs> Blimey. me. Wow. Just saying we're
0: not super rich that so we could give that away
2: as one mega yeah, price. Yeah, maybe we should just contact, you know, <laughs> representatives from companies like Boss and say, if you just give us the stuff, then we can give it away as a competition <laughs> prize. Anyway. Oh, God,
4: so even, even though we said, right, only one brand per category yep. boss have still managed oh God. It's to a make fix. three <laughs> entries it's a
2: fix God it's a, don't worry goodness they'll, me they'll get voted out anyway right so um, thanks for joining us for day four of the deliberations come back tomorrow when we will be uh I'm sure, viciously uh, tearing each other apart in the final of Gear of the Year 2016. The final. It is the final indeed. The final. So, thanks for listening today. Join us tomorrow when it gets heated and sweaty. Nice. Bye.